listening to Hymns Illustrated, where hymns are explored, appreciated, and illustrated through stories, testimonies, and edifying conversation. I'm your host and fellow hymn fan, Kristen Eifeldano. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Hymns Illustrated podcast. It has been a busy summer over here, and I wonder if it has been the same for you. Uh, From the end of July to the end of August, we had about five rounds of house guests, and we took a a getaway, a weekend getaway for our 10-year anniversary, and uh, it's just, just a busy time of year, but it's also my favorite time of year right now. The um, fall is in the air. It's still going to be, I think we have a little, uh, a few more hot days, really kind of warm days here, but you can feel it at night. Uh, you, you know, it's a little, you know, crisper air, clearer air. And I just, I just love it. So we are in the middle of September right now. And our hymn of the month is Francis Ridley Havergal's Take My Life and Let It Be. And that is the title. I always want to add the next word, consecrated, just for a little more clarity. But uh, so today, let's go ahead and review that. I know when I do a hymn of the month, I'm hopeful that you will take it with you all month long. And I I want to do all I can to help you do that. Uh, of course, it's been a little busy. So, uh, <laughs> so that's why I am doing this episode. And uh, so this hymn is, our theme is consecrated vessels. And the word consecrated means to be set apart. And 2 Timothy 2.21 helps us really understand the meaning of consecrated. It says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house ready for every good work. And Frances Ridley Havergal really um, explains it. And her hymn takes us through the different parts, different meanings of what it means to be consecrated. And it's so needful. Um, It's always needful, but just to remind us why we should strive to be holy. And it's because we want to be ready for every good work. We want to be ready for the master's use. So I'm going to go ahead and read the hymn story. Everything that I am reviewing here is online. If you go to hymnsillustrated.com and click at the navigation menu at the top of the page on the hymn of the month section. And uh, so, so Francis I'll just be on a first name basis with her. (laughs) Frances was born into a faithful Christian family, and she enjoyed childhood as the daughter of an English pastor who was also a hymn writer. So it ran in the family. She showed advanced literary abilities at a young age, reading the Bible by age four and writing poetry from childhood to her death at the young age of 42. And although she was familiar with the life-saving gospel of Christ, her dad was a pastor um, and a hymn writer, she acknowledged her lack of faith 
as a young girl and she was open about it. And I, I believe many in her family and, and folks were praying for her, but she just struggled with it considerably, especially after her, her mother passed away when she was just 11. So finally, at the age of 15, after several conversations with others and one in particular with her future stepmother, she fully trusted in Christ as her savior. And Frances's life was no longer the same. And although it was shortened by her ill health, her consecration to her Savior was evident in many hymns, poetry, books, and acts of service. So our story in particular, a little background for our hymn this month, is while she was enjoying a lengthy visit to a household with 10 people, and I did research trying to find out who were these 10 people, uh, why was she there? And I, my search was fruitless, but she did say in her writing that in this household of 10 people, there were some who were, there were all ages, there were children, there were adults, there were some she described as joyless Christians, and then some who did not know the Lord. So she specifically asked God for opportunities to speak to each person there about Christ. And God granted her prayer. And she, by the end of her stay, she realized, I believe it was her last, her last night there, she was able to finish her, her quest of speaking with each member about Christ. And she was just overjoyed. She took out a pen and a paper and she wrote the hymns, the words to the hymn we know today as take my life and let it be. So I'm going to go ahead and read that to you. And we'll talk about it just a little bit. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days. Let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Take my feet and let them be swift and beautiful for thee. Take my voice and let me sing always only for my King. Take my lips and let them be filled with messages from thee. Take my silver and my gold not a mite would I withhold. Take my intellect and use every power as thou shalt choose. Take my will and make it thine. It shall be no longer mine. Take my heart. It is thine own. It shall be thy royal throne. Take my love, my Lord. I pour at thy feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only all for thee. Amen, right? Uh, You can almost, you really can sense her excitement and you can tell that she was just overjoyed and responding out of love and commitment to the Lord when she wrote the words to this hymn. Do you have a favorite hymn or at least a hymn that is one of your favorites? And is there a memory or a thought you associate with that hymn? Why not share it with others who listen to this podcast? To share, simply use the Voice Memo app on your phone to record your name, an optional fun fact about you, the name of the hymn, and why it's meaningful to you. And also, if you could read at least one stanza, that would be great. Then send the recording over to me at kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. That's Kristen with a K and ending in E-N. Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. And if you would rather, you can also email me your written testimonial for me to read here on the podcast. So our hymn outline for our study consists of six words. As each word, just a single word, describes 
something about a life that is completely consecrated to the Lord. And Francis in stanza one describes our life as consecrated. That's the first word to remember. And she illustrates that with the second part of that stanza, take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. So a consecrated life looks like every moment and every day is available to the Lord to use and you are ready to be used. And one of the ways that we keep ourselves ready that we can know that that we can make sure we are always ready for God to use is to keep ourselves pure. And we see that in 2 Timothy 2.21, our verse, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. The second word I want us to look at is motivated. We need to be, in order to be consecrated, we need to be motivated. And that motivation, sometimes we have the wrong motivations, but to keep the motivation right, it needs to be centered on God's love, his love for us and our love for him. And Francis illustrates that in stanza two, when she says, take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. We need to make sure that everything we do of every moment and every hour really is guided by the love of Christ. And then the third word to remember is inspired. Our lives should be inspired in order to be ready for every good work. There needs to be some passion there. And we really see Francis's passion in stanza three when she says, take my voice and let them, let me sing always only. So there's dedication there, but then she talks about her messages, always being filled with the messages from God. And in order to be filled with the messages from God, in order to share them, we need to be in his word daily. And, um, I am, and the more we are in his word, the more passionate we will be. I'm reminded of in college class, I took a public speaking or speech class, and we had to memorize a list of effective, the effective speaker is this or that, and um, rules or guidelines to make sure that you are communicating effectively. And I don't remember most of them. Maybe it shows, (laughs) but uh, one of them in particularly, I do remember and it is the effective speaker has a message, is con- has a message to express and is consumed with getting that message across. So when we know the Lord and we are in his word, we become consumed with getting that message across. And you definitely see that in stanza three of Fanny's, I keep calling her Fanny. She was actually, she, she went by the name Fanny until her first book of poetry was published. And then after that, she went by the more formal term, her actual name, Francis. So our fourth word I want us to look at is surrendered. We have to be surrendered in order for the Lord to use us. We need to be surrendered. And to illustrate that, Francis talks about our money, which we know that money is not inherently evil, but our love for money um, can cause us a great deal of trouble and separation from the Lord because it becomes an idol. And so she says, take my silver and my gold, not a mite would I withhold. 
Then she also talks about her intellect, and we know that God had gifted her in that way, and she had that completely surrendered to the Lord. And I can't think of a better a better illustration for what surrender looks like in real life than us giving our finances, because our money is where our heart is, and or our heart is where our money is. <laughs> I don't think there's a quote out there, um, but when we are willing to give away our money. And things that are that we've worked hard for, um, and the the gifts that we've enjoyed, and we usually we tend to think that they are our own. But when we're willing to give that to the Lord, that's the, that's a sign that we are truly surrendered. The fifth word is determined. A consecrated life is a determined life, and we see that in stanza five when she says, "Take my will and make it thine; it shall be no longer mine." And then of course. Our will, at the root of our will is our heart. So she goes even deeper and she says, take my heart. It is thine own. And if uh, if you have a strong will, and I can relate to that, or if you if your children have strong wills, uh, you know what it, it can be a challenge when you, when you uh, really want to go your own way. But when you say, take my will and make it thine, that is a sign that you are truly consecrated. And then our final word is the word devoted. When our life is consecrated to the Lord, it is devoted. And we see that in stanza six, when Francis says, take my love, my Lord, I pour at thy feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be ever only all for thee. And this, of course, is an illusion, or I always at least think it it seems to be an illusion to the sinful woman forgiven in Luke 7, 36 through 50. I won't read the entire passage, but um, this passage is about a woman of the city, and starting in verse 37, who was a sinner. When she learned that Jesus was reclining at table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. So that was, um, she clearly was showing her devotion and her love to the Lord. And you can't help but picture that when you sing or read Francis's words, take my love, my Lord, I pour at thy feet its treasure store, just like the woman that we read in scripture. So again, let's review those six words. Take my life, Lord and let it be consecrated, motivated, inspired, surrendered, determined, and devoted. I want to leave you with a a reflection question, just something to ask yourself and and think about. Um, It is a thrill that God loves to use us for his glory in the first place. Why us? We have so many uh, flaws and faults. Um, but he that's how he, he chooses to use us for his glory. He saves us from sin. He takes us out of the mire. He cleans us up and he sets us apart as holy. And then he uses us. I mean, it just keeps getting better and better. We are consecrated vessels set apart for his use. And when we are the most surrendered, we are the most useful to God. So can you think of a time? Because surrender is hard. Surrendering to the Lord can be hard. It shouldn't be. Uh, when we know who he really is, but we are only human and we are sinful. And 
Um, Can you think of a time when you've struggled to surrender something of yours to the Lord only to find that once you did surrender, it was worth it all? It is always worth it all, but there are just some moments that you're like, what was I thinking? This is infinitely better. I wish I had surrendered way before this. All right, so I wanted to close with a little bit of an update about Hymns Illustrated and some feedback that I received in my inbox. And I absolutely love it when I get emails from you all. So if you want to share with me as well, go ahead and do that. I'm at Kristen at hymnsillustrated.com. That's Kristen with a K and ending in an E-N. And what I've done recently, I the Lord is just so good. I have made a hymn study available for anyone to download for free, and it's for kids. I have one for adults, too, and one for kids. So if you go to hymnsillustrated.com slash kids, you'll see the one for kids, or you can just go to the homepage, and there will be a place where you can either do a hymn study for adults or one for kids, and uh, you can do both, um, and that is completely fine. But um, the Lord really blessed this most recent offering for a hymn study, for a free hymn study for kids. And I have had an overwhelming response to that. Um, Lots of downloads for that. And I am just thrilled. So that was, that's for the hymn study for the 90 and 9, which we did a few months ago, I believe at the beginning of the summer. That was the first one that uh, we ever did for kids. And that uh, just so exciting. So I wanted to share with you uh, what Lisa says. Lisa emailed me and she says, I grew up in a Bible-believing, Jesus-following home. My daddy went to college for music ministry. I loved when he sang. You could hear the meaning of the words in the songs when he sang. And my favorite was the 90 and 9. Whenever he'd sing that in church, there was never a dry eye by the end, including his own I recorded that song for my son to listen to as well and the story, and he claimed it as his favorite. So when I saw your hymn study, I jumped to get the downloads and info. Words are just words, but when you know the meaning behind the words, that's when it means something. So thank you, Lisa, for sharing that. And you are absolutely correct. Um, When you understand the meaning behind the words, it just, it just, um, it does something there. (laughs) So, and then I also had a free uh, Remus puzzle um, with a hymn for Take My Life and Let It Be, actually. That's included in the membership, but I just took out that um, the puzzle part and shared it with my new email subscribers, which when you download the hymn study, you can be part of that list. Um, so I shared that just kind of as a bonus. And here is some feedback that I received for that. And what a rebus puzzle is, it is, if you're not familiar with that, that's where you have the words to a stanza and then you might replace. Uh, so take my life and let it be consecrated. The, the bee would actually be a picture of a bee, like a bumblebee. So you replace some words with actual pictures and it's good um, kids like that kind of thing. Um, so Jessica says, I love this. I love it if you were to do with other hymns too. And I will, I will. Um, It helps the younger ones feel like they are reading 
while also getting their eyes used to following along and seeing the other words naturally. I will definitely be using this resource. Thank you so much. So some very positive feedback from Jessica. Thank you. All right. I am going to close today and I wish you the best. And whatever your day holds and whatever your week holds, um, I, I encourage you to be surrendered to the Lord. Let him use you every moment. Be ready for him to use you for his glory. Thanks for listening to Hymns Illustrated. If you were blessed by what you heard today, you can say thank you by leaving a review on iTunes, sharing the show with a friend, or by shopping at christianbook.com using the affiliate link in the show notes. All of these gestures keep Hymns Illustrated going and growing. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, keep your hymnal open.